This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello there and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast. I'm Joe Rimmer and I'm joined by three fine young journalists to come at you like Storm Kira, hard and fast to break up this winter break. Beautiful. Not even written down, Sean. It's very good. You can hear Storm Bradbury right here. <laughs> Don't know about young journalists for me, but I'll, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, take we're, it. We're we're all young. Yeah. It's in the bag. It's already been said. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are. How are Serious. you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Survive Storm Kira? Just about, yeah. Unruffled. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good. On my left is Storm Kiva. I was a bit gutted he didn't actually call it that. Yeah, blowing a gale through Birkenhead. Imagine the pronunciation and just be yeah. a headache for me, wouldn't it? That's why well, you'll never have that on it, because it's just too difficult to pronounce. Just, maybe yeah. in Ireland, because they have separate storm names. Do so, yeah. The Irish name their own storms. If you're from Ireland, let us know what was Storm Kira called. Kira's an Irish name anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they might might have called it that, but I think they have different ones. Hopefully they called it Storm Keeper, but I think I would have knew by now. Anyway, enough anyway, Storm Chatter. Yeah. And <laughs> Introduce the main man. Standing there, yeah, standing tall and strong, calm <laughs> as you like. On the end, there is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away. It's Paul Ghost. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I haven't seen you for a week, have I? No, I haven't. No. What have you done with your week off? Tell us all. Not a lot. Um, Potted around the house. Yeah. Plenty of drinking, actually. Plenty of drinking, yeah. 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 Um, Do tell us more. Just went for a few drinks Saturday night and Wednesday night, but... Other than that, not a lot. Called in to see me mum and yeah. uh, whatever else. She'll be listening, so, won't she? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, she's always Fully listening. rested from the mid-season break, ready to crack on. That's what we want. Yeah, well, uh, that's stormy. Blew off 25% of my roof last night. Yeah? Oof. <laughs> Come on. Didn't even write it down. Didn't even write it down, <laughs> Sean. You must blown, be, must be jealous. There's no notes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's a, it's a special one today because it is the winter break and there isn't much to talk about. Then um, we're going to do a bit of a Q&A. We've asked you for your questions. You've sent us in... A shed load. So um, I'll start with one. We'll, we'll sort of move around the group, but I'll start with one for the group. Um, so starting with you on the end there, Gorsty. Jimmy Lyons, he wants to know, name one <coughs> player you'd like to sign in the summer. Mm, just the one. I'd, I'm torn between Wilfred Zaha and Adama Traore mm. because I just think, I think both coming off the bench for the last 20 minutes or so in games when Liverpool might need a goal or just to give Salah or Mane a bit of a rest. I think those would be exciting, wouldn't they? Um, I know some people might quibble and tell me that the XG isn't up to par or whatever else, but I just think they they get fans off the seat. I've seen um, seen Traore against Manchester United, and um, he just turned defence into attack within seconds. He had about five players around him, completely ran away from them all, and laid it into Neves, who or not Neves, um, Jimenez, and he nearly won the game with pretty much the last kick of the game. He just just so dangerous and exciting, and, and I thought along the lines for Zaha for quite a while as well. The only problem would be is they're probably going to cost upwards of 50, 60 million, aren't they, for a squad players? So I couldn't see either of them happening, but I'd like to see them, you know, just as like a little extra uh, threat off the bench. Lovely. Sean? Don't know if anyone will have heard of him, but I'm going to go for a little Brazilian fella. <laughs> oh, no, called, no, 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 not, uh, not this time. Uh, a Brazilian lad called Felipe Coutinho. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he's he's at this time away now. And, you know, he's 27. There's still a hell of a lot of football to be played in his career. Uh, while he's done well at Barca, he's obviously won titles there and he's, he's doing pretty well in Germany now. I think Liverpool would be a bit of a different place for him to come back to. We'd have Fabinho at the fulcrum of the midfield, I think. You, what we're seeing with Henderson this season, you're seeing a bit more adventure either side of Fabinho. He's he's so solid in that defensive midfield position that I almost think Liverpool could take a, a slightly more attacking step with with the two fellas either side of him. And 
yeah, I think there'll be there'll be a bit of a Coutinho shaped hole in the squad come the summer if the likes of Lallana leave, if if uh, Shaqiri gets off as well, which is which is likely uh, by the sounds of things. So yeah, Coutinho would be welcome back with open arms for me. Kiva, I'm just going to go for it, Kylian Mbappe. Oh. Yeah, I think. Mbappe 2020. I mean, you'd have to break the record to get him, wouldn't you? But I think he'd just be. Uh, I imagine every other club, the head would just fall off, wouldn't it? Like Liverpool have signed Mbappe. I think the world might end. So whether we're ready for that, I think you sign a player like that, then you're dominating forever. I know Liverpool historically make these players, but I just think it would, I mean, he's destined for Real Madrid, isn't he? But maybe a little little whistle-stop tour at Anfield could, you know, could be very exciting. Joe, uh, to be honest, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, Coutinho. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind Coutinho back. If these reports of a £51 million release clause for Timo Werner are true, mm. I think that's pretty pretty enticing. Um, but if they're going to do one deal, I, I'd get Wijnaldum tied down. I think he's a great player. And I think um, I think Liverpool need to, need to make sure that they they keep him. Because I, I just think he, he's he's always involved, isn't he? And everything good they do. So I'd like, like to see them get a new contract in front of him and get it signed. Right, so we'll, we'll crack on. Um Gorsi, just just this one for you then. Um, actually, yeah, just this one for you. Can you see Liverpool shelling out the proposed transfer fee, which I guess will be upwards of a hundred million for someone like Kai Havertz? That's Andy Pitty. I, I I couldn't see it personally. I thought when Liverpool bought Virgil Van Dijk for seventy five million, that was a huge statement, wasn't it? And I think that that'll be a transfer record that will stand for some time at Anfield. Obviously the. Broke them all to sign Allison, didn't he? When they, they spent sixty-five million on him and fifty on Cater, forty on Fabinho. But that that two thousand eighteen was just a year that was completely out of sync with everything that had gone before it in Liverpool's history and, and everything since. They've only signed Minamino, haven't they, for, for money since? Um, so I couldn't really see Liverpool forking out upwards of a hundred million on a player. It's just something I couldn't really see. I mean, whether they they earn that money for the dominance that they're putting in now over the next couple of years, maybe. But at, at this moment, it just doesn't seem like something that you could see realistically happening. I think if they were to get Kai Havertz, I think it, it would be considerably cheaper than than 100 million. Um, they are talking about the absolute super, superstars of the game, aren't you? For those kind of figures. Um, so, no. All right. So, well, to keep this moving, I just want to either or from the, the three. Now, Ignatius Lee... I think that's his name. Um, says Havertz or Coutinho if, this, for the, if they were the same price. Oh, um, well, I've already come out and said Coutinho, yeah. but I'm going to do a, a 180 straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Havertz, actually, yeah, I'd, I'd go for him because I think if there's... Just say one word answer, but... Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I just think if there's, <laughs> very quickly, if there's an area of the squad where maybe a bit of succession planning needs to be done, you're looking at, what, Henderson and Wijnaldum both turning 30 this yeah. year and Havertz, great midfielder. And if Liverpool are going to go the same pace that they've gone this season and last season again, next season... Fresh legs in midfield, so yes. Coutinho, based on the fact that I've seen him a lot more than Kai Havertz. Right. I think Havertz, he's 20, out with the old. Coutinho made his bed, so... Made his bed. Fair enough, fair enough. Moving on. Um, again, Gorsley, I mean, it, it, similar to um, Andy's question about Kai Havertz, but is a signing like... Who's the most realistic signing he's asking? Sancho, Werner or Havertz? I think Timo Werner is probably the most realistic out of those three. Jaden Sancho, again, he'd fall into that 100 million bracket, wouldn't he? Maybe Havertz does, I'm not too sure. But Timo Werner, you think, player who's been on the radar for some time, as he's coming towards a natural end at RB Leipzig, 
possibly seems to be having a great season uh, in Germany, doesn't he? So I'd, I'd say out of those three, Timo Werner would be the most realistic signing for Liverpool. And I'd be surprised, haven't had this confirmed to, but I'd be surprised if he isn't on the on the table this summer for, for their thinking behind the scenes. All right, Sean. Um, Grealish or Madison? Do you think they'd be a good move if Lallana and Shaq were going? Oof. Lallana, we do know, is going. I I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I think certainly in the case of Grealish, he's a bit too much of a fits and start player. Um, I don't think Ireland would quite fit into the 4-3-3 mm-hmm. either. And I'd, I'd say at this stage as well, if, if you've got the likes of Curtis Jones um, coming through, why, why block his progression? I think if yeah. Harry Wilson couldn't get into the Liverpool team, I'm not sure either of those could either. Okay, Kiva. What are your thoughts on the rumours of um, Vir- Virgil Vibert? Juventus making a bid for Virgil van Dijk? No, never in a million years. Liverpool aren't letting him go, are they? And no. Juve just splashed on the lit, didn't he? And that hasn't quite worked out for them. So obviously you can see maybe they are looking for someone who is, you know, more of a veteran. But no, Liverpool, I think that's the one signing that's nailed down. Liverpool never let him go. Okay. Ken Benson asked Gorsty, uh in as many words, do you think any of Liverpool's best players would be enticed by the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, other elite clubs nowadays? I think they're they're always an attractive proposition, aren't they? But I think it's the first time in years where Liverpool aren't kind of the the, the feeder club, if you like the you know the, the elite feeder club. Um, Liverpool are now in a position where they're ready to challenge them on a more regular basis over the next three or four years, and are probably better than both Barcelona and Real Madrid at the moment, aren't they? So. Um, those two clubs will always have a, have a an allure and a pull to, to certain players. That's you know, just that's just been sustained through decades of, of dominance. Yeah, the two of the biggest clubs in the world. But I think right now Liverpool are as well placed as they've ever been really to reject any kind of approach from either of those for any star player. Okay, I'm going to come back to you, Kiva, for this one because um, you talked about Mbappe before. Would you sell Salah or any of the front three? <coughs> Um, to bring in Mbappe. Yeah. Which one? It's difficult. It probably, it's hard to say because like people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Firmino to go and I don't think he, I think he's less likely to go but then he might shock you. Um, it'd probably be Salah, you know. I just think Mane, I just really, really wouldn't want him to leave. But like you don't want any of them to leave but you feel like to make that happen one of them has to go. So it's I think it comes down to the actual player, doesn't it mm. really? I think if one of them has got their eyes on something else then they will go. Liverpool's such a good place to be right now. Um, so I'm edging towards Salah but I mean, I don't really... That's just more of a personal... I don't know, it's hard to pick, isn't it? That's the only thing with saying Mbappe because you know that you're going to have to lose one or at least two players to sign him, um, you'd think. So, difficult one, but I'm sure he could fit right in with them all. It was a follow-up question to this. Do you think the Nike deal could give Liverpool any sway in getting Mbappe? I don't know, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Because the, the share sales would be off the hook, but I don't think so, really. You know, all that sort of stuff. I don't know, Gorsi could probably answer that a bit better than me. Do you think? I don't know because PSG are already sponsored by Nike, aren't they? And they've got the is it are they the only team to have the Air Jordan logo? Yeah. So that's obviously a, a big agreement between Nike and PSG. So I don't think it's as simple as the fact that Nike are making Liverpool's kits, so they're going to start having a say. I, I, I always think stuff like that is a little bit exaggerated anyway because they're only kit manufacturers at the end of the day. Obviously, the biggest one in the world, but they're not going to start <coughs> ringing up Michael Edwards and saying, "Look, you've got to buy Kylian Mbappe." <laughs> 
because we're making your kits. I don't really think it works that way. No. Okay, uh, John. The faked walk likes to know. The faked walk wants to know. Sorry, of the front three, who do you think is likely to move on first, and what academy player could rise to filling their spot? Oof. Double. I double suppose. Whammy. Yeah, Firmino's the the eldest of the three, isn't he? But I'd say he's probably the least likely to move on. I think he's just become so kind of intrinsically connected to how Liverpool play. He's kind of gone under the radar as well, hasn't he? And for for a while, and perhaps not now because he's you know. Well, I scored the winner in the in the Club World Cup final. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole the whole world knows about him. But I think if you signed him, you'd be you'd be almost having to replicate how Liverpool play to get the best out of him. So I wouldn't say him, Mane or Salah. Probably Salah only because, and this might be doing him a slight disservice. I think he's got the the biggest kind of superstar vibe to him. Um, you know, represents his country, if not his kind of whole continent, as a as a huge ambassador, um, massive name in in football. And I think he's someone who. You could see Real Madrid potentially going forward, although of course they've been they've been linked with Mane as well. Yeah, so that's towards Salah, and then in terms of someone stepping up to to take his place, it's a bit too soon to say Harvey Elliott, isn't it? But in terms of a the most direct replication of style that I think you've seen of any LFC youngster this season, I think he's the one. Obviously, got that got that left foot, got the amazing skills, can can dribble, can beat a man, can can shoot, can pass, can cross. Um, so no pressure, Harvey. But yeah, going to say him. Okay, all right, Gorsi, um Pedro Chirivella. Uh, is a man who's impressed a lot recently. Um, Paul Walsing wants to know, looking ahead to the window, do you think he'll stay in England or move to the continent? He thinks he'll head to Spain for the benefit of his career. Yeah, I, I can see him going back to Spain where it's a little bit of a slower game, suits his, his little bit of a slower tempo, suits his game a little bit more, doesn't it, where he likes to get on the ball and, and pick his passes. He, he's not someone who you think of a, as an English defensive midfielder who throws tackles in and is strong physically. He's more of a... Almost like a, a Xabi Alonso, if you like. He's obviously nowhere near as good, but um, I, I could see him going back to Spain. I know he turned down interest from Norway, Rosenborg, yeah, was Rosenborg, it? Yeah. 18 months ago. Decided he, he wanted to fight for his place at Liverpool. Hasn't worked out as he would have liked. He's had a little bit of a of an interesting season because of the way it's worked out with the cup games, but um, I could see him going back to Spain and, and you know playing for somewhere, someone a little bit further down La Liga, maybe. Okay, Kiva. Um, per Philippe. Tejeranson, I hope I've pronounced that right. Uh, wants to know about the on-loan players. Um, would you sell them, or do you think they're needed for squad depth next season if you're competing for seven pieces of silver, uh, if you include the charity shield? I was watching Harry Wilson yesterday, and he, he, it's so hard because you kind of want him back just to see if he can fit in and you know be that sort of squad player on the bench coming on, having a bit of an impact because he, he's showing all the right qualities and all the good signs, isn't he? But you kind of at the same time thinking this is a world-class Liverpool team. How is he breaking into that? And how is he doing it week in, week out? So you don't know if the, the on-loan players are showing enough, maybe. Um, obviously you think Carrius's time it will come, you know. I don't think he's ever going to play for Liverpool again. Um, I think they have to buy him, don't they? Do they not have to buy him for success? I, th- I think they do, do have an obligation to, yeah, but... He could turn it down, couldn't he? Yeah. But they have to buy. I mean, he did keep his first clean sheet the other day, so mm. things are looking up. Mm. Um, it's only been two years. <laughs> um, this year, that was, by the way, for our <laughs> listeners thinking he's only got one clean sheet. Um, who else have we got? Um, uh, Marco Grewich. It's a tricky well. one as well, similar to sort of... Uh, Wilson isn't it you're kind of thinking you haven't seen enough of him as a Liverpool player but you know you feel like he could be the one player because Jürgen there's something there I think it was his first signing wasn't it as Liverpool manager he obviously saw something in him but 
he's had to keep learning him out for this development. I don't think he was ready to give him up just yet. I think this summer he might be ready to sort of release him. You get decent fees for them as well, wouldn't Yeah, you? definitely. And, you know, if we're looking to bring in someone like Timo Werner, for example, then, you know, 51 million, you'd easily make that on Harry Wilson and Marco Gribbett, you'd think. Maybe uh-huh. even a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, they're all the transfer questions. So we'll, so we'll move on. Um, there's quite a few questions about young players. So we'll, we'll move on to that. Sean, um, if we win the league early, do you think Jürgen would rest players and concentrate on the Cups and go... Or go for maximum points. I don't know. Wheeler was Paul Wheelock, our, our podcast man, has, has organised these, I and mean, he's put this under youngsters. So now it makes me sound a bit weird. But anyway, if Liverpool win the league early, do you think uh, Klopp should rest players and concentrate on the cups, or go for maximum points and try and finish unbeaten? I think you've got a you've got a gun for all the competitions you're in, haven't you? I mean that that Chelsea draw in the FA Cup is obviously a bit of a bit of a stinker. You, you would have liked an opportunity at home against a lesser team where you could play more of the kids who've done so well and got them to, to this stage of the competition. I think in that game, you'll maybe see maybe a Curtis Jones and perhaps Nico Williams as well, like a mixed team that leans towards a much more senior team, especially as I think it comes in between, is it Wofford and Bournemouth? So potentially games where you can mix it up slightly in the league as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, the bread and butter, the key thing is clinching that Premier League and anything else is a bonus beyond that. But I think if you asked most Liverpool fans, they'd surely prefer to have the league plus one other cup or, you know, a genuine chance of getting another cup than than invincibility or, or whatever. Um, as nice as it would be to be unbeaten, invincible centurions. I think it's it's all about silverware at the end of the day, isn't it? Absolutely. We're all going along with that. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I like the, the tag of the invincible centurions. It sounds powerful, doesn't it? But <clears throat> I think most fans would want to travel over that. Yeah. Six wins and then that's it. Then we want whatever else we can get to rest everyone, bring, put Andy Lonergan in goal, do what you've got to do. No, 100% agree. Uh, well, I think this is is the question that perhaps uh, why we don't put that in there. So, Gorsty, Michael Simon, sorry, for that question was John Maskell. Thanks, John. Uh, Michael Simons wants to know um, if the title is clinched early, um, will we see the likes of Nico Williams, Curtis Jones and the like playing uh, more games and preparing them for the season to come? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think it's... <clears throat> It works twofold in the fact that it, it gives them further experience of a season where they've already played more than they might have thought anyway and it helps rest up for Champions League games and, and FA Cup semi-finals, for example. So, yeah, I think I don't think Klopp will be too interested with going the whole season unbeaten or um, 100 points. I think he will just be focused on chopping and changing where he can for the di- different competitions where Liverpool are still alive. So, definitely, we'll see a lot more of Curtis Jones um, and Nico Williams and possibly Harvey Elliott. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Mike Kennedy's question is, um, we've seen the strength of our young players this year, but would you like to see them loaned out next season to what league? So I thought we'll rattle through each player and sort of have a look at um, where we think, if, if whether they'd stay or go on loan. So Kiva, starting with Harvey Elliott, um, stay or go on loan? Stay all day. I yeah. think he features a lot more next season. Yeah. Sean? Go along with that? Yeah, I think he's a, he's a touch too young to, to go out anywhere and the best place for him is going to be, be Kirby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, agree. They're, so all, they're all in Kirby yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's too young. Um, not even sure when he's 17. I think it's maybe a couple of years off before we talk, talk about loaning him out. Okay, um, go along with that. Yeah, Curtis Jones, similar? I think a loan spell could actually be really good for him. I feel like it's the right age. Is he 19 now? Could just be turning 20. He's not, you know, he's... 
he's he's mature, but he's still really young, isn't he? I think maybe you know tasting life outside of the city as well could be you know helpful in his own develop, personal development as well as what he's doing on the pitch. And I think you know maybe a championship club you'd be thinking even League One at a push. Um, you don't want to see such a what looks to be such a talented player go out, but you know are there going to be opportunities there? And if you can get you know thirty games in a season, that'll you know go towards what is going to be a bright future. I have to say, I think I think Curtis Jones will be knocking on the first team door next mm. season. I think he's. I just think he's got something about him. John, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think he was. He was such the senior man against Shrewsbury. He stood out just a mile in that game as being as being a leader. And every time he got the ball, he looked like he could make something happen. He was. He was just corralling the team and you know barking out the instructions. And obviously, what he did against Everton, everyone knows about already gone down in folklore. Yeah, I, I think I think he stays. I think if Lallana and others go, he'll he'll get at the very least the opportunities he had this season, if if not more next year. It would seem a natural fit to come in when when Lallana leaves. But I think if the if they are thinking about loan him out, it's got to be to a Premier League club. I think he's a bit a bit like Harry Wilson in that sense. I don't really see the benefits of him moving to the Championship. I think he's a Eleven now where he's made his Premier League debut and he's playing here and there. So I think maybe a little bit further down the league, they can look to loan him. Okay. Uh, Nico Williams, Kiva? I think I'd keep him just because we don't have... the Unless, you know, we do some business in the summer and bring full-backs in. But I think you'd think is you know he's been on the bench quite a lot this season you think you know he's he is part of the plans especially that we don't have you know a lot of options in in that position and I think you know he's learning alongside Trent where else could he be you know Trent's probably the best right back in the world right now so there's no point in in loaning him out I think that that's a difficult one isn't it how, how much game time is he going to get I think could he really be trusted to be thrown in to deputise for Trent like I in, in the Premier League I mean in an ideal world yeah he gets that exposure straight away and every time he's played Anfield this season he's pretty much been man of the match he's, he's been great but I think maybe he could benefit from a loan spell and to go and express himself maybe maybe even in the Championship and just you know really let his attacking talents come come to the fore just because I think you might still go with a Milner or even a Gomez in, in games where you haven't got Trent um, so I think he's I think he might be just one season away from, from being in the first team pitcher Big man I'd keep him. I think Nathaniel Klein's contract's up, so he's going to go, and the pool will need another right back. So, um, it's looking like. I mean, you're not going to get a, a replacement for Trent Alexander Arnold without spending forty million minimum, are you? So, don't see any harm in, in keeping Williams for cup games and whatever else. I'd keep hold of him. I think he looks the business. I'd like to see a bit more of him next mm-hmm. season. Uh, okay, uh, Kijana Hoover. This is one where I think he could probably benefit from alone and also for us to be able to see him play more mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what level really you'd think maybe championship because you know he, um, he hasn't he's still quite young himself yeah, isn't he I yeah, feel like that would be um, a move for him yeah I think it's hard when you're a centre half sort of thing a defender you've got to I think go and sort of grow into the game haven't you because you're not going to be first team for Liverpool for what you think a long time I know Joe Gomez is only 22 and doing it but it, I think it's a bit different for the younger players and he, he does look a talent as well so maybe another bit of experience and a few more years yeah 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 totally agree with that I think it was almost a bit of a kind of outlier performance against Shrewsbury in the sense that you play that level of opposition or like a championship side and you'd expect them to get a bit more of a battering but because the team played so well and was so cohesive and and dominant, it wasn't it wasn't really tested. So so yeah, I, th- I think I think was right. Test them against some you know barely 
centre forwards who had lots of years in the game and, and see what he's got on loan. I still think it's a little bit young, actually. I think the position he plays, you don't really need to be approaching your best until you you what 20, 25, 26. I think Joe Gomez kind of books that trend because he's probably one of the best centre backs in Europe at the moment at the age of twenty two. Been around the first team for about four years, hasn't he? Well, pretty much since he joined. So I think he's uh, got still a few years away before he's approaching near his best. So I'd just keep him where he is for now. Fair enough. Um, I'd, I'd let him go out and love the championship. Be good for him. Uh, and finally, Seth Vandenberg. Um, I think he needs a loan. I think he, he shone in the game against Shrewsbury, but other games he'd lo- he's looked a bit ropey, particularly the Aston Villa one. Um, I haven't seen all too much of him for the under-23s, to be honest, but I, I just feel like maybe it would help his confidence. But again, like Gorsley says, he is really young. So do you let them go out when really you're training? You know, a lot of these young players who we've mentioned are all training week in, week out with the first team. So you're only going to send them on loan to some, you know, cold city or town in, in England. And, you know, they're going to feel quite <laughs> alone. All them, they're all cold and, they're cold and sad and, you know... Um, I think I'd rather them be in this sort of, you know, nice little bosom of training with like the the best team in the world. Because as Gorsley says as well, make a great point, you know, being a centre half, you, you're not going to hit your peak. And what is he, like 17, is he? 17, yeah. Come on, he's eight years away from really having to be a, a question almost. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably keep him. I think, I think that's a good point. I think he's, he's very young. He looks like a lad who needs a bit of time to settle. And I'd worry about sending him to like, I don't know, say Swansea or something like that. And he might struggle there, might mm. What do you mm. think, Sean? Yeah, I, I think it's one where there's there's no right or wrong answer, really, because what you would learn training, you know, in, in the spells that you would get with Van Dyke, Gomez and co um, would be massive. I suppose as well, there's the question of does does Lovren move on in the summer and what does that mean for, for either of these two lads, um, mm. I suppose. Maybe I was just thinking as well when you were both talking then is that could we be greedy and send the pair of them out on loan together somewhere as a little, as a little <laughs> partnership? Yeah, yeah, a little double yeah, dutch partnership. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the thought of him being sad in a, in a cold town somewhere <laughs> and lonely. I don't, I don't know. Do you loan them maybe back to the place they yeah, came? You know, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, uh, Her- 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 was it? Was it Her- Maybe just to Holland, that could be, you know, more of a home. I'd rather, I think them two would rather loan them back to Holland than I would to somewhere in England. Uh, I, I think for, in Vandenberg and Hoover's case, it's they're both in the same boat. Like I mentioned that about the age and stuff, but saying with the Liverpool first team, they're looking up to Virgil and I can't. He's, mm. he's the absolute icon of Dutch football at the moment. He's the national captain. He plays in, in their position. So I think better to the, the devil, you know, and keeping them at Melwood for now and... Hopefully they can develop. Um, because they've still got years on the side, haven't they? Teenagers. Cool. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, a question about the Champions League now uh, from James McIntyre. Um, it's been a while with, without any European talk, but we can start talking about it from next week. Um, Atletico Madrid are struggling <coughs> at the moment. Uh, so, Gorsley, what teams, we'll, we'll all have a little go at this, but maybe not say everyone, but what team do you think, what teams do you think are realistically going to get through into the quarters from the last 16? Who are your contenders? Across all the ties? Yeah, yeah. Just who are your three or four top contenders mm. for the Champions League? Well, I think, um, I think that Real Madrid-City game is, is, a, is an exciting one, isn't it? I think whoever wins that one might go into the last four, maybe even get to the final. Is it, is it Leipzig-Tottenham? 
You might be. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you have Leipzig's that written down? I've got, I've got the ties written down, yeah. Leipzig, Spurs, Do you, do you have yeah. anything? Well, do you want, do you want to tell us them? You, you've yeah. got, well, yeah, you've got City Madrid, Dortmund PSG, Leipzig Spurs, Bayern Chelsea, Napoli Barca, Juve Leon, us obviously, Atletico Madrid, Atalanta versus Valencia. Why don't you just host them, If you have to meet your one. Hello, everybody, and welcome yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I like the Tottenham Leipzig one because they're flying, aren't they, at the moment in Germany? I think that'll be a good tie. Maybe even fancy Leipzig to, to go through in that one. PSG Dortmund, that, that's got so much attacking potential, hasn't it? So that could be the, the tie of the round. And I fan, fancy Liverpool to get past that. Let's go. I mean, they're, they're a very good side with the top manager, but I don't think they're as strong as they have been maybe three, four years ago. And they don't really seem to have too much up top. They've obviously brought in Joe Felix for crazy money, but I'm not big on Morata. Um, I think if Liverpool can stop them scoring, Liverpool will go through. Hmm. Contenders, that's what Contenders, we're after. Yeah. I, I think City um, could even rightly be favourites this time around. It, it surprised me. I think for the past couple of years, around this stage of the competition, they've been favourites. And you just kind of think, well, why? Whereas obviously the manager's got pedigree, they've got some brilliant players, but what about the club? But I think given the season, the way the season's panned out, I think that has to now be their their main aim. Um like Gorsi said, that, that'll be a great time. But I think City will have too much for Madrid. And then, yeah, in, in the last few weeks of the season, with that to concentrate on, I think they'll they'll go very, very close. Okay. Keep it. I don't think City will get through. I think don't Real Madrid it. are going to win. Zinedine Zidane, don't write them off. Um, they haven't always had the strongest team in La Liga. During them, what, the past six seasons of the Champions League, they've won four of them. Mm. I know they had Ronaldo, so that's a bit of a different question. But Benzema is doing the trick for them still. Um, so I honestly, I fancy, I fancy Real Madrid. Sorry, I'm just um, the way you pronounce Benzema. 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 Yeah, Benzema. Um, yeah I'm from the world. <laughs> <laughs> Via Bergenhead. Um I think Dortmund, you know, yeah. I, I think PSG just always fall away, don't they? They never quite make it. Never got past the course. Mm. I just don't think, you know, every season there's that talk, they've got Mbappe and they just never get there because they haven't got that sort of, I don't know. It's, it's quite ridiculous though. I was actually watching PSG last night and I completely forgot that um, they still had Draxler. They've got Draxler yeah. in a car, the Neymar was up in the stands, wasn't even playing. Mbappe scored. Oh, he's up in the stands, Neymar, isn't he? Just watching, yeah. like, you don't even need him, that's a good he's deal. got a ridiculous squad, but we, we see when they, when they came to Anfield, they don't work hard enough, do they? And when they're in, in the Champions League, you have to. So I think that might be their undoing again, but they've got a ridiculous squad. At some point, it has to click for them. I've got a sneaky feeling for PSG. I don't know why. For think, the entire tournament, yeah, just just to do some damage, maybe not win the thing, but but do some damage. Um, City Real Madrid, I think the winners of that um, will go far. And um, I honestly, this year, just I've never been so confident about Liverpool. I just don't think there's anyone there that should scare them. And I think if they want to win it, they're going to have to be City or Madrid along the way. I think those two are the, the two main ones. I think Liverpool. I'm convinced they're winning number seven. Yeah. Like, who else is going to beat them? But I, I, I do agree. I, do, I think they're by far and away the most. Every team in that in that sixteen has some sort of flaw, and mm. try and pick a flaw in Liverpool at the moment, and you, you struggle, won't you? So, yeah. Well, there we go for the Champions League. Um, next one, uh, miscellaneous. These questions Ooh. are just labelled. So. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. At the end of the, the quiz, isn't it? The <laughs> what are you having to take? Yeah, yeah. 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 This is um, from Sam Williams, a friend of the show. Hi, Sam. Everyone say hello to Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hi, Sam. Uh, are Virgil and Alison likely to get new contracts in the summer? Um, this one for you, Gorsty. And how busy are we expecting Liverpool to be? 
Did you repeat that? Sorry. Are Alisson and Virgil van Dijk ah. likely to get new yeah. contracts in the summer? And how busy do you think Liverpool will be? I'd be surprised if we didn't hear something about Van Dijk. He's he's two years into a five-year deal. <clears throat> Haven't really been too much in, in the way of talk for a new contract. Uh, something we checked out a few months back and, and got told that there's, there's nothing planned. But I think you, you have to start thinking about rewarding the player who's been one of the best players on the planet for the last two years since moving to Liverpool. Alisson, I know he had an additional option of a, of a 60 year that could have even already have been triggered, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I, I wouldn't imagine there would be something on his radar anytime soon. But with Van Dijk, yeah, I, I think something could be in the pipeline, maybe. Okay. Um, Sean, Chris Roque um, wants to know um, whether the exits of Lalana and Shakiri and perhaps Lovren will affect the dressing room chemistry of the team. I guess with with Lovren and Lalani, you've got two experienced campaigners, haven't you? And yeah. you know, from everything you see in here, Lalani's a great presence around the dressing room, very popular. You know, good with the with the young lads and giving them advice. And obviously, Lovren's uh, Mo's best mate, isn't he? So um, I think to a certain extent. But then you could look at it the other way, couldn't you? And say dressing rooms maybe need freshening up every now and then. Mm. Um, and I'd, I'd lean towards that, especially like we said earlier with with the, the pace that Liverpool have gone after two seasons, they're going to have to go out next season. I think a couple of new faces in there wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing. Okay. Uh, Kiva, with Liverpool so good, this is from Robert Self, with Liverpool so good at planning for the future, do you think they'll have a firm idea who Klopp's successor is going to be uh, with more than a year before his departure? Um, and do you think they're actively grooming Steven Gerrard for the role? I think it's difficult. It was funny that Klopp signed his contract extension on the day Gerard signed his at Rangers mm-hmm. and the both end of 2024. I think that got a lot of fans thinking, hmm, is this planned? But um, I don't know. I feel like it's, you just, I never want Klopp to leave. Does he have to? Probably, but <laughs> I don't want it to happen. But I feel like maybe everyone's looking at Gerard while Pep Linders is really the sort of the, the, the one that they're actually grooming for the role. And, you know, every time we've heard him speak in the couple of press conferences he's had to give, he's been, you know, outstanding. And I, I think, you know, you it's always hard when, it's going to be difficult when Klopp eventually leaves Liverpool because, you know, hopefully his legacy is a great one. And, you know, there's four or five Premier League titles in the bag at that point. But then, you know, look at, um, Man United after Alex Ferguson left it, it can just completely dissipate so that decision will have to be something you think of in advance but at the same time you know things like this can happen overnight mm. and you just don't know so you know I'd, I'd like to think Steven Gerrard could one day lead Liverpool to a Premier League title you know that would be you know a dream come true I think for a lot of fans but sometimes I don't know fairy tales don't always happen do they so maybe no. Pep Linders is the man Gorsi, Kasper Jeberg um, has always wondered what language is used to communicate with Firmino, Naby Keita and other players who find English language difficult. Um, do you, do they understand and speak some words of English behind the scenes? Well, Minamino speaks to Klopp in German. Um, I'd imagine Keita is the same. Um, maybe Firmino, he was obviously a Hoffenheim, wasn't yeah. he? So maybe Klopp speaks his, his mother tongue to, to those. I mean... For me, no lets on. He doesn't know much of English, but he, he does. Um, he, he walks through the mix on after every game and doesn't really stop and gives you a, a sheepish little smile and, and walks on. And you kind of go, ah, oh, there's for me, no, we'll let him go. <laughs> but he's been here long enough now. I, th- I think he does speak more than he lets on. Um, I know Minamino's taking English lessons at the moment, but is speaking to Klopp in German at, at, at the moment for you know the next next few months while he kind of adjusts. 
All right. Sean, uh, question from Chuck. I'm really sorry. I, c- I can't pronounce your surname, Chuck, so apologies for that. But, but this, um, this, this question um, is a good Petrowski. one for you. What effect will the new Premier League boss, Richard Masters, have on the... Richard Masters? Yeah. Uh, Glad well, you never asked me yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw this, thought, this is getting out of the show. Okay. Well, Sean knows quite a lot about this, actually. Yeah, we were on. just speaking about it earlier. He, he has been in the news this week. I did, I did, one thing I did read was that uh, suggestion of a possible, Netflix what would they call it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, a Prem flick style. Prem which, which I think, if it suited any club at the moment, you'd have to say Liverpool. It'd be really interesting to see what kind of revenue split ideas they had with regards to that. I think it's something that, you know, the, the, the big elite European clubs will probably will probably go in for. Um, so that's interesting. I'm trying to think what, what else I've heard them talk about. I think he was saying about if there is to be expansion of the European competitions, he wasn't quite sound in the death knell for the Carabao Cup, but saying that that could be something that suffers in the English game if, um, if the Champions League and the Europa League expand. So could be something that... Uh, Joe Lynn, not into. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe you've got so much detail on oh, no, no, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He laughed so much. He laughed at you for having the, the Champions League. Yeah. In front, yeah. got it all right yeah. I'm sorry for the battle now. I think that's all I've got on Masters. But, um, but yeah, Prem Flicks, bring it on. I'd, I'd, I'd subscribe. <laughs> right, Kiva. Uh, these, these keep coming. Uh, Warren Abercrombie um, wants to know, he's been listening to discussions about Liverpool overperforming when compared to RXG. Expected goals conceded and expected points. Is this purely down to the higher quality of players we have compared to the average on which XG is based or is there something else contributing to our amazing season or is it even a one-off what? <laughs> uh, Does anyone understand uh, that? Uh, no, as soon as I, you well, say be, XG, my head just goes to be, to be fair actually um, what, what is he saying? What's he uh, he's essentially saying uh, Andrew Beasley wrote a really good piece about this yesterday uh, Warren if, if you're listening uh, go on our website um, I'll search I'll have a look for Andrew Beasley based tune to Red on, uh, on Twitter a really really good piece on this essentially Liverpool are Liverpool's expected goals are fewer than how, how many they're scoring this season. Um, so he's saying, do you think that they're overperforming? Is there a reason why they're overperforming? And do you think even this amazing season could be a one-off? What are they scoring more than they expect? Than to? they're expected yeah. to? Oh, that's funny because I would have thought like they, they they haven't really scored that many in some games that mm-hmm. you would expect it's more them in terms to. Of the chances that they're creating, yeah. you normally wouldn't score from. Like, like Aston Villa, for instance, Liverpool won that 2-1 with two late goals and one was scored by the left-back and the other one was Sadio Mane where he strains his neck to, to get it across goals. Difficult chances that wouldn't normally go in, I think is generally the gist of the point. I mean, they are obviously overperforming because they're, you know, 22 mm. points clear, yeah. so that's obvious. Mm. Um, but yeah, if anyone else wants to take this one, I'm free to... Uh, um, what I would say is, honestly, read Andy's piece, it's a really good piece, but I mean, Liverpool have got elite players playing at the absolute peak of their mm. powers so of course they are overperforming and I wouldn't expect Liverpool or any team to have this good a season I think if they do basis. it again next year then we'll say oh they were just performing <coughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and then mm. it'll become because Man City think when they got the 100 points and then we pushed them right till the end and they, they were overperforming but because they'd done it back to back it was like they were just performing but then they haven't been able to do it this season so I think it's you know the longevity if you can keep it going Definitely. Okay, uh, two more. Gorsty, Ricardo Grant wants to know, will Chelsea face our first team in the FA Cup? I think it'll be a lot more closer to what Liverpool played against Everton than against Shrewsbury. Um, that was obviously, wouldn't say forced Klopp's hand as much because he made that decision to, to do that with the players, but um, they'll all be back playing and training monthly. So I think it'll be a bit of a mixture. I don't think it'll be nailed on the first team stars. But it'll definitely be, you know, 
certainly, you know, with the likes of Milner and Lalana, Shakiri if he's fit, as opposed to um, you know, Adam Lewis and, and Morgan Boys and whoever else. Okay. Final question. Um and you have the honour, Sean. Oh. Uh, Sachin Nanda Mohapatra. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm sorry. Uh, what will Klopp do to sort out the problem of having no Salah, Mane and Keita due to the African Cup of Nations next, so it'd be a year? Next January. January right? Of course, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good question, isn't it, for next season? <sighs> Don't know. Well, I guess that brings us back maybe to that to that initial question. Didn't think of that when we were saying who, who would you sign out of all the, the superstars who were mm-hmm. linked. I think that that could could sound the siren for uh, for Timo Werner, couldn't it? Because if, if you're losing both of them for a month, um, you know, given the the range of ambitions Liverpool will no doubt have, have next season, like you said before, Joe, they'll be wanting to win everything that's available to them. I think that that could well be the case for another signing, especially if Shakiri's gone and he's not an option in the, in the front line. Or okay, he's still got a Rigi, but um, probably would need another name in there. I think Klopp will have a plan, Murray. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Okay, and that is all your questions. Thanks very much for sending them in. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, we'll be back on Friday when we'll be previewing the Norwich game um, and Premier League football returns. See you then. Ta-ra. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.